0: All right. Well, welcome everybody, and uh, welcome to Houston Fest. I know uh, we started this little stage last year, and people start to hear something going on, and uh, the seats will become filled as we go here, as people make their way. And uh, we're going to be doing this uh, throughout the next two days. We have these little sessions here. Uh, they're called workshops, but that just you know we're not going to teach you probably to do anything. Just more chance to get to meet <laughs> the artists a little bit and. Uh, Casual setting like this, right? Yeah. And uh, it's a real pleasure to have Darren Brooke Aldridge here. Uh, wonderful, wonderful artists who uh, have been getting a lot of attention lately. Thank you. As they deserve. <laughs> and uh, they come from North Carolina. Uh-huh. Cherryville, I was just informed. You got North it. Carolina. And uh, let's make them feel welcome, huh? How about it? Woo-hoo. And they brought their friend Carly Arrowwood here. Uh, on the fiddle, and uh, we'll talk a little bit. But y'all want to just maybe play one or two, just to kind of get warmed up, and then we'll sure. get going. All sure, right. we
1: can do that. Warming up's always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Still in morning voice. So. <laughs> you
2: shoot me a little more, more guitar over here.
3: They were sitting on the porch He was doing all the talking While he watched the sun go down She asked him what was wrong He said it's one thing or the other My job, my life, it's all come unwound He said I don't know what makes you stay She said I can't believe You don't know, for heaven's sake We're in this love together No storm we can weather You and I get stronger We're a long way from over We've just begun our forever We're in this love together When I said for better or worse i knew what i was doing and i haven't changed my mind we'll buy a smaller house you'll get another job job. but there's no way to find a love like yours and mine i could pack my suitcase get halfway down the road but i'd be right back Cause you're where I want to go We're in this love together No storm we can weather You and I are stronger We're a long way from over We've just begun our forever We're in this love together He leaned over and said What would I do without you? the kissed her on the cheek said you're the best part of me we're in this love together no storm we can weather you and i get stronger we're a long way from over we just begun our forever we're in this love together oh we're in Love together.
1: Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you
0: write that
1: song we actually did not write that who's that tune, who wrote that one um that is a girl out of nashville her name's lisa schaefer wrote that song ah, beautiful. and we've, we've cut a lot of her songs actually uh we we i like a lot of the songs that she writes because there's so much story in depth in in the song so yeah, yeah we, we pick a lot of her stuff typically <laughs> nice, <laughs>
0: nice. You. so you do you do some of your own stuff some of you, yeah, we,
2: we talked to Lisa a lot and uh, like Brooke said she's got to know her over the years and we worked with a great songwriter and producer named Jerry Sally in Nashville that introduced us to Lisa. And right. uh, so we pitched her ideas that we wanted to oh. know about a song or something for them to kind of write for us. Oh wow, so and, they'll uh, actually like write yeah. a
0: song for you. Yes. Almost like somebody making an instrument for you or something like right, that. Right, which and you talk
2: through themes and that kind of thing. Yes. Wow! Speaking of instruments, I just got this last night. What it was you got made there? Especially for me, it's a Ken Hooper guitar. Wow! Where's, where's Ken at? He lives down in Elkin, North Carolina. Uh-huh. So it's had strings on it about 12 hours now. Wow! How do you like it? It's beautiful. The sunburst on it and everything. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yep. Do you have a lot of guitars? Are you a I guitar do. head? I do. Almost as many as Brooke has shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's about right. Uh, I think well, I need more shoes.
0: You wanna pick something on that new guitar
2: yours? Yeah, we can.
0: The gentleman over here was curious about what model that is, that guitar. It's, a,
2: it's like a D18, That's a mahogany I was guitar.
0: Mm-hmm. I, was, I was thinking that.
2: Yeah, it's a Dreadnought. Uh, it's, uh, the 18s were all made with mahogany wood. Yeah. Um, through Martin guitars, you had... Triple O's, double O's, single O's, guitars. There's the smaller bodies, or parlor guitars. In Gibson's, you had J45s, which was a little bit bigger in the bottom end, wider, but this is a Dreadnought-style guitar. And we are so here at the, uh,
0: you know, we are at the sort of hotbed of uh, Luthier, as an instrument makers yeah, here in And Actually, uh, throughout the weekend, they haven't shown up yet. A few of them have. We got John Hollingsworth back there, and of course, this Wonder Fiddle Wonderful fiddle maker over here uh, stopped by, and, uh, you know, this is the home of, uh, in fact, we also have these photo exhibits, and you'll see photographs of Albert Hash uh, that Mark Sandefur took, and Albert taught Wayne Henderson to make his first guitar, and um, so many of the makers here, and then, of course, Wayne taught so many others, and... A Ken, beautiful. I think influenced. Uh, I
2: mean, Wayne influenced Ken a whole lot. Yeah, the building.
0: yeah. So this is this is the spot right here. Yeah. And, uh, so we're talking a little bit about songwriting today. We're talking about you having folks make songs for you and. Uh, how do you all write together ever? And how does We
2: actually haven't wrote the three of us, we need to. Carly's a great songwriter and Brooke is in her own right. And I've wrote songs in the past. Brooke and I wrote some together, but uh, we hadn't all three wrote one, so we might need to do that
0: sometime. <laughs> <agree, dude. laughs> <laughs> wanna do one that you wrote and we'll talk yeah, about it? Yeah, Brooke, a little you
2: bit. wanna do one to start with there? Sure.
1: Um, I actually I usually like to find the melody before I can put the words to something usually. It doesn't always happen like that, but that's kind of how I prefer when I do sit down to write. But um, this song was actually influenced by a teacher of mine. Um, I was on social media one day and uh, she had written uh, a post about her son who was fixing to graduate from college and he was going into the teaching profession. And uh, she was just, Kind of sending him a well-wish because and, and, she's, a, she's a retired teacher now. And, uh, you know, she was like, as you go into your, your first day of, <laughs> of school teaching these kids, um, keep in mind, no matter what kind of day you have, just keep in mind that these kids are someone's everything. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that sounds like a song. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat down and, um, and I come up with, with something. Something. And uh, I actually got to sing it for her the year that she retired. Uh, my mom works in the school system, too, uh, in Avery County, where I'm originally from. And uh, so I went up there and um, sang for my mom's class. She teaches special needs. And, um, and Gwen, the teacher that I'm talking about, just happened to be in there. And I got to do this for her. So she sat there and cried. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I said, thank you for, you know, inspiring this song. And um, I said, you never know. Uh, You know, who really reads your posts or not on social media, but I said I always pay attention to yours because you had such a big influence in my life when I was in school. So um, this is kind of what I came up with.
3: Looking back, she still remembers the day she held her in her arms. So proud to finally be a mother She knew her baby'd be grown for too long And when they went to bed They'd bow their heads to pray and stealing in her daughter The words her mama'd say Always remember You're someone's everything Just like you're mine And And always will be. be No matter what this life may bring Always remember you are someone's everything She packed her room and left for college. The dream she dreamed of for so long set out to find a new adventure, wanting to make it on her own. She'd have whole life to get ready for this day as she headed out the door she heard her mama say always remember you're someone's everything just like you're mine and always will be no matter what this life always remember you are someone's everything and as the years passed by she went on to do great things her mama's words there with her helping her soar and give her wings always remember you are someone's everything just like you mother.
0: Great singer too. Thank you. You've been singing
2: your whole life, pretty, pretty much. much yes, yeah, yeah, I started came. working on it last year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think my mom said I uh, I was born singing, so.
2: <laughs> right, you
0: singing in church and yeah. things like that. I
1: grew up with. I have two older sisters, and uh, my mom sings and uh, we grew up singing in church mostly. Um, I would always go on Sundays to my uh, grandmother's house. This was my mom's side of the family. My dad's side of the family is not so, so musical, um, but my mom's side was very musical, and we would just kind of sit around her living room on a Sunday evening and, and sing a cappella, or she could play guitar just a little bit, and uh, we would kind of... Everybody would join in aunt's uncles and everybody would sing old hymns and things like that so yeah. that's really where my love for it kind of came from right but yeah
0: and who are some of the when you started thinking about singing bluegrass and other music like who were some of the singers that you well, looked to that inspired you or you well, enjoyed
1: I didn't actually I didn't grow up in bluegrass. Um, I remember hearing it played on the radio when my grandpa would listen to it when I was a kid. Um, but I didn't really get into it until I was a teenager. Um, so I listened to a lot of gospel, southern gospel music growing up, uh, the Isaacs, uh, the McCamys, the Primitive Quartet, things like that. Yeah. And then um, as I got older, um, I loved the early 90s country stuff. I mean, that's the era that I came up in. So um, I listened to a lot of Susie Emily uh, Emmylou Harris. Uh, she's one of my favorites probably. Mm-hmm. Well, both of them are. Uh, Martina McBride was a huge favorite of mine. Um, Dolly, of course, Laura Lynn. Um yeah uh I, I could go on for days sure, <laughs> sure. but um and I've always tried to to have my own kind of sound um and take little bits and pieces from people that I've always admired you know just like as an as a instrument uh as you play an instrument you know your voice is an instrument too so you listen to other people to kind of learn their licks or and I kind of do that with my voice too yeah, so yeah And you all
0: <laughs> harmonize so well together Did you all meet you. through music or did, We did
1: yeah. uh huh yeah, we, uh, we actually met in church. Um, we had known about each other for a couple of years, and uh, his family and my family are from the same county, um, but his mom and dad moved away before he was born, him and his brother. And uh, so he had came to fill in for a band that I was a group of friends that I was playing with at the time, and uh, we just kind of hit it off and uh, started a really good friendship and then decided we had a lot of the same goals and ambitions and fell in love and then got married, and it's just kind of a... <laughs> a, a, a a happy ending, I guess, a little fairy tale there. So <laughs> oh,
0: wonderful. We'll hear we'll we'll hear your version of it later, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's always that was different. It. So. Yeah. <laughs> what do y'all want to do? You want to sing happens. another one? Yeah, something? well want mm-hmm.
2: Carly, you want to do one?
1: Sure. Well, Carly's Carly's a great songwriter as well, and uh, she's been with us now playing fiddle and singing harmony parts for about three years now, and uh, we're tickled to have her. She's. Uh, 20 years old and comes from Marion, North Carolina, or Union Mills, I should say, <laughs> um, but she's a, a wonderful asset to what we do in our group and loves the Lord, and shes you're going to see what I'm talking about, but do you want to do one you've written, or do you want to do something else? Or? I've been on this
3: train for a long, long time, don't know it's going where it leads but i'll be fine it's going a long long way and i ain't here to stay i'm looking for a sign jesus draw the train on this lonesome railway line where this milk run takes me sometimes it's more than I can bear. Stops at every station, trials and trouble everywhere. He never promised it'd be easy, but I've got to believe that he's still always there. Gotta trust my train master. Cause I'm under his care Jesus, drive the train on riding till it's time to rest high till those trumpets sound i know he'll be around yes he will be my god to the gates of crystal palace gonna let jesus drive
0: Another great singer here. Yes.
1: And she actually wrote that song, too. So. Wow.
0: How does it work for you? Uh, Brooke was saying that you tend to have a melody come first. and How, how do you, how does the songwriting work for you? It
1: happens both ways.
4: I think with that one, it, um, it kind of was a melody at first, but I, I found the words at the same time because I wrote that right as I was about to graduate high school. And so I, I was, like, in the middle of, like, praying and trying to figure out what it was I was supposed to do. And so... I just kept hearing this thing, you know, Jesus drive the train, and uh, or I've been on this train for a long, long time, and I just kept repeating that in my mind. I was like, okay, I've got to do something with that, and uh, yeah, I just came up with the the melody for that, and so the melody kind of fell in place, and then I found the chords, and um, it just kind of came yeah. from there, and that was my my anthem when I graduated high school. So um, <laughs> Becky Buller actually wrote the chorus on that because I, I went okay. to her and uh, finished it. The night before I went into the studio to record it, and um, we were emailing back and forth. It was like midnight, and finally got it done, and uh, so got it recorded the, the next day, you know, less than 12 hours after I'd finished it, so <laughs> it was nice. pretty cool, no, but that's yeah. That's great.
0: Great tune. Thank you. Nice. Nice. I love talking to songwriters, because it's like everybody's total, it works different for everybody. Mm, yeah. Like, do you actually, do you all like say like, okay, I'm going to, we're going to, we got to write some songs, you know, we got a project, or like let's go to work and write a song or does it more just kind of come to you at a certain
2: um it used to be i guess you felt like the first couple records we did we wrote more tunes together and pushed that Mm -hmm. and then we got a ton of songwriters pitching us songs so we kind of got lazy (laughs) we still write a good bit but we've got uh, we're blessed to know so many people in the business and so many songs coming our way sure and uh So we're we're talking about writing some more, just like we mentioned about with Carly doing The Three of Us, but uh, Brooke and I used to sit down before we got real busy in our career and had more time to do Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, So we used to write a a lot more together on our first couple records. Mm -hmm. And I I think uh, back when my writing, more of it, I'd just write with paper before guitar and then Uh kind of put a tune to it. I'd see the phrases out than having a melody and then putting words to it. I think it's harder that way for me. Mhm.
4: All right. I used to try to like write poems and then put the music to it. So Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, it just I don't know. It happens. I think it is harder to put a, a melody to it after you've wrote it down, but I guess it depends on how it happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean I I just think songwriting's unbelu- I mean you know, we hear it so often. Oh, the song, song. That's a pretty good song. That's not. Yeah, that's okay song. I mean, I'm just like the idea of even writing a song for me. I just yeah, it's know.
1: scary sometimes. <laughs> well, and it's harder for me just to sit down and be like, I'm going to write a song today. Like I always feel like, I always feel like God puts a some kind of message on my mind or in my heart yeah, that we, I need to sit down and mm-hmm. you know that. Or I'm like, Oh, that sounds like a song. So then I'll sit down and try to write. It's not like I. I plan a time to sit down and write. I'd say usually. the
2: three of us write more gospel yeah. music than anything. Yeah. The Lord kind of lays that on our heart. I did Brooke and I on this song. And Carly's probably never played this with us. And I don't know that I know all the words, but we'll do half of it for you. <laughs> it's one Brooke and I have done My, together.
5: I have
2: you go, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want to tell you about a man. The plan of salvation and the promised land Pray to the Father and His only Son For we paid the price Now the battle is won This man Whose name is Jesus Whom I to people sure. never heard about the Lord or who Jesus was, sure. so what can we write down that's exactly about mm-hmm. you know Jesus as much mm-hmm. as we could
0: mm-hmm. that's
2: wonderful,
0: that's wonderful. And that's any other I thoughts? I probably <laughs> I remembered understand. some of the next part but
2: sure. we'll do a medley of different ones we've <laughs> read <Sure.
0: laughs> a medley of unfinished yeah. gospel yeah. tunes yes
4: Usually, when I try to write, though, I just I'm, I'm like you. I can't sit down and just say, "Okay, I'm going to write a song today." Yeah. I have to be inspired. And if I, you know, if I have an idea, I always try to run it by the Lord first. I'm like, "Okay, well, I like this. So, if it's your will for me to write this, then give me your words." And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of how I like mm-hmm. to do it. So,
0: mm-hmm. just, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, don't y'all. What, what, what's one of the ones that you guys do that's. Uh, sort of like your favorite ones right now, you know? The ones that you're really looking forward to when you play a set. Like, I can't wait till we get <laughs> to that. That's hard. That's that a thing. hard question. Yeah.
1: Um, there's I know that's so like choosing
0: now. one of your children or something. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> um, what do you
1: think, Aaron? Uh
2: I'll let you choose. Do some, the new,
1: let's do, uh, do Sacred Land.
2: Yeah, this is one of the tunes that goes back a long way that we kind of helped put together and arrange. We didn't write it, but we kind of arranged the, the whole part of it. It was a poem at one time. Okay. Brooke does a mighty fine job singing it. It's called Sacred Land.
3: Oh, sacred land. just to save my soul oh, oh sacred them just to save my soul
0: played with the country gentleman for i did mm-hmm. tell us about that experience that must have been something how, how how long were you doing that and about what time there
2: i was uh just turned 19 years old when i got with the guys back in 99 1999 okay. and i played with them until charlie passed in august of 2004 wow and then we finished out some dates with his son randy yeah his uh, oldest son randy waller had, had kind of joined us the last year Charlie was alive and yeah. did some singing and stuff. So we finished out through 2005. Wow. And uh, actually, that year we got to play at the uh, inauguration for President Bush. Wow. And that was a pretty cool yeah. experience yeah, and yeah. doing all that. But, uh, you know, well, Charlie was a, a legend of this music and, oh, you yeah. know, one of the innovators for kind of new grass music. That was the first band to probably play a, a progressive style of bluegrass. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And hearing a lot of those stories and meeting a lot of the, the people down through the years in the band and just his uh, band leader type of uh, ethics for rhythm guitar, singing, how to work with the band, how to travel and everything, yeah. really taught me a lot.
0: 19, so you just, yeah, you guys are probably on the bus all the time, on the road yes. a lot, aren't huh? they? Yes. The-
2: yeah, we did three or four days every week, mm-hmm. pretty much, you know, and he was at a... Around Charlottesville, Virginia, Gordonsville, Virginia, yeah. so I spent yeah. a lot of time up here in Virginia. Have a great Sometimes smell. I live in North Carolina, and I wouldn't even go back, you know, if we was going out. If we just got in on Sunday and we was leaving Wednesday, I had to stay in Virginia all the time. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a good time. Uh, brought me out a lot, you know, playing just like Carly joined us when she was just 18, and I uh, uh-huh. learned to grow as an artist, as a musician, sure. how to back up a band better, you know, yeah. playing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Singing parts.
0: Yeah. That's a great, that's a great uh, entry to the whole thing. Absolutely it yeah. was. Yeah, he was special, huh? Sure was. My gosh. Yeah, I live in Charlottesville, so up at Graves Mountain all oh, that yeah. all the time. Yeah, Charlie lived in yeah. Gordonsville. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Does anybody out here have anything they'd like to ask these folks while we got them up here? It's a thing that strike your mind. Yes, sir. Back there, yeah. I'll just repeat that, because we are recording, by the way. Okay. Uh, just this gentleman was complimenting you on your lovely harmony, sir. All right. Thank you.
1: do. I do better if I have the idea in my mind first, you know, than rather just trying to sit down and think about what to write about, like you know. And and I do. I like other people's ideas because um, usually it's it's better to grow on somebody else's idea than it than just your own too, unless you have a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, I do better if I have ideas thrown in there for me. And I've I've had people send me stuff, like I just had a girl recently send me a song um, she had written for her, uh, she's getting married next year, and uh, she, she just kind of sent me the story of, of how they met and their relationship, so I've, I've had to sit down and kind of write, you know, write the song out for that, so the verses and the chorus and everything, and I'm thinking, this is hard, <laughs> but like I said, I do, I do a lot better if I have a storyline in place.
2: Mm-hmm. And some songs may take you 10 minutes to finish they just come rattle off. I've wrote some that I've I've written in 10 minutes, you know. And other ones might take years, years you know, to yeah. kind of lay it aside, come back to it a few months later, revisit it, you know, and kind of write like that. Yeah. So they're all different. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, sir.
0: You mean, are you talking about the actual particular instrument or, or the one that they actually have in their hands at the most, at the moment? Oh, I got you. Yeah. So how did you come to, to be a fit, to the fiddle um, and the guitar?
4: Well, when I was nine, I was in 4-H and, uh, there was a, a young man named Todd Elliott who was playing the fiddle. He was about 13 at the time. And, uh, I saw him play at one of the 4-H entertains, you know, like the competition we always have around the state and, uh. I I saw him and he was playing devil went down to Georgia and singing it by himself he didn't have any backup so I just fell in love with the instrument and uh we got in touch with his teacher and she started teaching me classically and so I took classical violin for about four and a half years and I I was in a symphony and um didn't know how to sight read music that well so that was always kind of a struggle but I had everything else down but I knew I wanted to play the fiddle and I tried to get her to, to show me a fiddle tune Here and there, but she really wanted me to stick with the you know, the more structured side of things. And I was I was learning by ear more than the music, and so I just wanted to kind of venture out and do my own thing. And so we were kinda involved, me and my sister were kinda involved in a bluegrass band at the time, and I just kinda said, Okay, bye, classical. (laughs) (laughs) So that's
1: that's basically how Mm -hmm. I I picked it up. Mm
0: -hmm. And about the guitar there for you, Brooke.
1: Um, well, I started, I actually started on mandolin um, before I met Darren, and I I can, I'm not great at playing it like, like he is, <laughs> but um, I mostly just chop. If you've seen us perform live on stage, I just, I deaden the strings and I just chop. I'm more of like a percussion kind of sound, you know. Um, but then after we met, uh, I started picking up the guitar a little bit more, uh, so this was only Almost ten years ago, um, I decided that I kind of like the guitar a little bit better because I could I could play it and <laughs> play rhythm better than I could do anything on a mandolin. So um, on stage now, I'll pick it a little bit, but I my voice has really always been my instrument. I've never I've never really took a lot of time to learn all the techniques and, and, you know, lead breaks and stuff like that on instruments, which I should. I can hear stuff. Um, I played piano as a kid, and I, I can hear and pick out songs, but I just, I guess, I just, I haven't took the time like I need to. He gets on to me all the time, so. <laughs> well,
2: that's what you got him for, right? He I know, be able to right? Hop, take I mean, him. what do I need to play for? I got him, <laughs> so. <laughs> we uh, took her to Nashville when we was dating, uh, I don't know. Ten years ago, I guess now, and she saw a guitar like that. And she was playing mandolin, and she can play melodies out on the mandolin and chord it. But when she first started, they throwed a mandolin in her her hand while she was singing, because she's always been able to sing good, and said, cover the strings and chop. (laughs) And she could do that very well. So she knows all the chords on the mandolin, but she got so used to doing that, she won't stop doing that now. (laughs) It's a bad habit, yes. (laughs) But back to my story. (laughs) when she was uh, we was in the gibson shop in nashville and uh, this guitar not that one but one dislike it was there and i told her i made a promise to her then and, and we was dating heavy then too so I was, <laughs> I was laying it on thick i said if you learn to play guitar change chords i'll buy you a guitar like that so a few years later after we you know got married and everything she started learning and uh those went out of stock many years ago and uh, it took me a long time to find one but uh, I lived up to my promise and got her one a couple years ago for her birthday and uh, she's been picking and writing songs and and doing all her chords and I'm very proud of her for doing so. Thank
5: you. As far as
2: my instrumentation, I started very young. I started playing piano when I was six and I've always been around music, been in a musical family you know, clogged, been in square dances. Uh, my, My family started me uh, like I said when I was six on piano I picked up the guitar probably eight or nine years old uh, my mom and dad always had jams and old country music you know when I was just a kid and my brother would always go to bed early and I was down there right in the middle all of them thrashing and picking something around or mm-hmm. you know being aggravating I couldn't play then but I was just right in the middle sure. of them you know yeah, yeah. but I started picking it when I was nine and ten and playing guitar, learned learned rock music I guess beforehand because my brother was a drummer and he'd have his baseball buddies come over and they play all this higher band music, you know, and <laughs> I had a pretty good ear, so I started picking up on what they was doing and I wanted to fit in, so I listened to the tunes and the next week when they come back to jam, I had all the songs figured out and learning. So they started learning that from me then. And uh, so that I knew I had a pretty good ear for doing that. And I developed a voice and wanted to sing behind what I was doing with a guitar so I learned the chords and started studying that more and more picked up a banjo to be in my first bluegrass band Uh, I had an uncle that had a banjo and he asked me if I'd start learning how to play it so it took me a little while to get courage I guess too and I had some boys in school I went to church with they said we got a bluegrass gospel band we know you can sing and play guitar can you play banjo and I said, uh, I got one. And they said, well, you're in, <laughs> as long as you own one. So I learned to play banjo to fit in in the band. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of moved to the mandolin after that. So we did a lot mm-hmm. of church, you know, hymns. And I saw Skaggs on the Opry one night. And they was doing Get On Your Knees and Pray, which is a mm-hmm. quartet tune of yeah. mandolin and guitar. And the guy that played mandolin in our band could only play in the key of A and D. Well, this was a G song, and I wanted to figure it out. So I took his mandolin and went upstairs to where I taped it on a VCR tape, and I figured it out in G, the kickoff for it. So I come downstairs, and I'm going to show him how to do it. And he said, man, you just play it on from here. So that's how I started playing the mandolin. And then I just kept on playing from there. But I had musical training in school. I played saxophone and alto and soprano and uh, went on for all-county and all-state through that and studied music in college and just developed on and on from there. And like I said, I started The Country Gentleman when I was 19. I played with a, a jam, kind of a jazz fusion band when I was 17 and 18 years old called Acoustic Syndicate. So I've had oh, a, yeah. a good, you know, background of being around great musicians all my life.
0: Yeah, I see. Wow. And, uh, and so is guitar sort of your more... Yeah, the guitar and mandolin yeah. is uh, probably
2: the one I've made the most band. money with. I what guess. Char- <laughs> what would you play in Charlie's band?
5: would you play in Charlie's
0: band? I Charlie? played more
2: mandolin. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Wow. Well, we
0: just have a, a couple minutes here. Uh, you all are playing when later tonight? Two
2: forty-five. Or two forty-five. Yeah. Two forty-five. We're, we're joining John Berry tonight at eight thirty.
0: Okay. Good. It's a pleasure having you all and yeah. getting to get to know you here a little bit. Yeah, and, thank uh, you very much. Yeah, we you're welcome. Appreciate you having us here today. Um, well, once again, it's uh, Darren and Brooke Aldridge here and Carrie Arrowwood here as well. Wonderful trio. And uh, I think they're going to take us out with something. Let's do it. Which
2: yeah. one do A little Haciera or something like that. We can all sing okay. a pretty little tune that on. That sounds good. Yeah. One of our favorite songwriters in this world is Mr. Harley Allen. And yeah, he wrote this song. And it's called Ha Sierra.
0: So I see so many. We got I, people. Keep, people keep walking in. It's so, <laughs> so sh- I was just. Uh, you'd mentioned this acapella. I thought, if do you do that, yeah. Do you like to do that? Do, Look, can I get you to do one before you go? Yeah.
2: Probably do that. It's been a while. <clears throat> I see.
0: Yeah. I love the acapella gospel mm-hmm. yeah. quartets. So. Quite a lot of that in this region as well. I think I remember it.
4: Rise and
3: follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men and James would never be the same After they heard him say, I'll make you fishers of men Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy I'll make you fishers of men. Cast your nets aside and join the battle tide. He will be your guide to make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. Make you worthy, rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus bore the cross together in the lost. Oh what a mighty calls to set us free from sin. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise me. I'll make you fishers of men. Rise and follow me. I'll make you work.
0: and Brooke Aldridge and oh, Carrie Arrowwood. Beautiful. Thank you. Beautiful. And they'll be playing up at that main stage in not too long. And then tonight as well, there'll be special guests. And, uh, and come and say hi, if you'd like to say hi. And We're going to be back here a little bit later with a banjo workshop in, in honor of our dear friend, Mr. Houston Caldwell. That'll be coming up in a little while. And welcome to Houston Fest. Right. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you guys.